Hi, this is George Denholm. And this is Dustin Weber. Welcome to the 5x2 podcast, where each week we discuss Christian discipleship. We hope that you'll find this podcast interesting and informative, but also challenging as you strive to grow in your discipleship to Jesus, our Lord and Savior. We are going to begin a series on reaching the one, and we're welcoming back our recurring guest host, uh, Julie Dietrich, for that. But before we get into that, we're going to talk about highlights from this past year. So, George, you want to get us started? Well, yeah. As we move from 2023 into 2024, there's a lot of things that have happened here at St. Peter's in our own lives. And so I think, you know, as we look back, I'm not going to talk about New Year's resolutions. Let's just look back to some of the exciting things that happened last year. Maybe we, we can then move into some of the things you're looking forward to in the next year. So Julie, if you think about 2023, what was the most exciting thing for you this last year? Personally, we just went through a kitchen remodel, which overtook our lives for the last six, seven months, but it is officially done and pretty excited about being in a fresh space and cooking and baking and just being in the finished product. It was a lot of work, but we felt very blessed to have such a great space to be in now. So that was our highlight. All right, Dustin, you got some highlights from 2023? Uh, I think one of the things that sticks out to me is, well, first of all, this is always a tough question trying to trying to think of these things, but uh, I think the thing that comes to mind is just with the launch of Connect Groups here at St. Peter's and working with you, George, and then with Pastor Adam leading us that it was cool to see Connect Groups launch and seeing people get connected into community and hearing great things from that. And so I'm um, just looking forward to the new year and kind of the second semester, if you will, of, of those groups and uh, yeah, just seeing what God is going to continue to do through those. Anything personal? Uh, Julie shared some personal things from 2023. Yeah. So Sarah and I have been blessed to continue to walk along some families and just to, to kind of support them and try to bless them. But in reality, they've extremely blessed us at the same time. So that's just been really cool. And we also were able to get a foster and adoptive community group going here at St. Peter's. And yeah, I know that's kind of ministry, but it's also personal for us because that's something you know that we're passionate about. And it's been a blessing to us to get that started and just have a group of people come together to support one another. And we were able to have a counselor come in and do some training on trauma and everything. So yeah, it's just been a really cool experience for us and a great network for us. And Julie, you mentioned personal, but what were some of your highlights in ministry? I know you're kind of behind the scenes in a lot of things, but yeah. you've had a chance to step up. Like, I know you could say the most exciting thing has been working with Dustin and George on the podcast. Hmm. But Of course, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> you took the words right out of my mouth, George. I don't know if it's one specific thing that's a highlight. I think it's just the overall feel of where God is taking St. Peter's. And I just love how he's making St. Peter's just a relational place to be part of a family. And I sense that so much. And I think Connect Groups has a lot to do with that. But I think also just the purposeful pieces that are happening within worship and just all over the place that are just more relational and just it just feels like family here. So I love that sense that God is doing that here at St. Peter's. So I think that's definitely a highlight for me. George, what about you? Well, what about me? Let me start personally. This was a huge year for us personally. We had a daughter that got married, right? It was this year. Yes. <laughs> you know, as you look back, it's like, man, there's so much happened. So It all blurs. It all it, starts it to blur together. It kind of blurred together. So Kira got married in May, and then we had some big international trips where I was able to be involved in a wedding in the Azores, which is some remote islands off the coast the of Azores. Portugal. And, well, it was kind of cool. I worked with an alumni from St. Peter's School, who is a pastor 
pastor in Illinois. And then together we did the marriage service for another alumni from St. Peter's. So it was kind of cool seeing a bunch of those folks from the past get together and move on with the next stage of their lives. And then uh, Rachel and I were invited by some friends to do a Caribbean Island resort. And so we've had some great experiences, some really high things. But in terms of ministry, it's also been a really high thing for me. You know, as you get to the later years in your career, sometimes people kind of like slide out. But this year has been really exciting. And like I think you mentioned it, Julie, there's just some great things going on in ministry. You know, I couldn't imagine ever having a different pastoral team. Uh, You know, I worked with Mark for years, but the three pastors we have now, Adam, Tim, and John, are just phenomenal as a team. And there's some excitement that they've kind of stirred the things up that we're all excited about going things. And so I'm really excited about what's going to happen next year because of what we started this year. And so I think as we're going to move on with our Reaching the One, we have, as a congregation, set a vision in 2028 that we're going to be positioned to effectively connect the next generation to Christ and lead them to lifelong discipleship. And in that vision, we've kind of shortened it up to growing younger and growing deeper. But we've got within that some motives that kind of drive that. We want a compelling community. We want resilient faith for our folks. We want to see the potential of each person, and we want to reach the one. And so what we want to do for the next couple weeks here is talk about reaching the one. And what excites me about this is that Dustin and Julie, you two have kind of developed a curriculum around this and taken some of our folks a little bit deeper on that path of reaching the one. Do you want to explain that a little bit, Dustin? I think you started the concept. I know you've always had a passion for sharing the gospel and being a missional community. Yeah, absolutely. So to kind of back up a little bit, so uh, about, I don't know, five years ago or so, George and I and then a group of our team here at that time, we went to a kind of a private conference, if you will, and had a couple of guys from a different church come in and lead us and talk about discipleship and what does it look like to make disciples? How do you share the gospel? And that kind of ignited a fire in me and a passion. And so since then, you know, working with George the last few years and going deeper into those things, researching, and then Pastor Adam coming on board. And so really, as we continue to, to dive into those things, it's kind of a culmination of all those things that we've been researching, putting together, including the five by two, you know, the five by two podcast. So all those things of the five by two, putting all that together, because something that's always been on my heart is like you said, George is like, I want to share the gospel, but what does that look like? How do I share the gospel in in real life and in those relationships? Jesus says, go and make disciples. And it's like, where do I even begin? Yes, I want to be able to do that, but I don't even know where to begin. And so Again, these last few years has been diving into that to numerous research and trying to figure out from different people and put things together. And so what Julie and I did is we looked at the Vision 28 and talked about those four motives that you mentioned, George. When I look at it, it just makes so much sense that reaching the one is the last one. Because in order to reach the one, you need to have resilient faith. You need to have a compelling community along with you, and then you need to be able to see the potential of each person in order to reach the one. And so then Julie and I kind of developed a curriculum, again, kind of culminating and accumulating and putting all those things together that we've been working on and put them into a kind of an eight-week study, if you will, or curriculum. And then we've been able to take a couple pilots through that to see, kind of get feedback and figure out what we need to adjust and what worked, what didn't, so... So that's one thing, you know, you mentioned a lot of different topics. Uh, first thing, uh, for several years, we've been really focusing on the idea of a lifelong discipleship, that we're not done 
because we got confirmed. And uh, we're trying to break some of those old school modes that a lot of folks, not just from St. Peter's, but in, in congregations around the country, you know, I get confirmed and I, that's all the education I need. Uh, but we continue to grow in terms of a lifelong discipleship. And we've spent several years talking about that. We're still kind of tweaking that process, but we've kind of landed on that five by two. And just to remind folks again, you know, our, our podcast is called Grow Five by Two. And that's the idea we want to grow as disciples in using the five by two disciplines. And that's prayer, scripture, meaningful conversation, blessing others, and worship would be the five disciplines in the two areas of our lives are the in and the out. In those five disciplines, we kind of grow in our vertical relationship with God, and then that influences our horizontal relationship with others. So our immediate group of folks that are our friends and our family that are, support us in our faith, and then the community at large as we reach out and share that gospel. So we're looking at how does that then today those five-by-two principles, the materials you've developed, help us to reach the one. And so let me get a little bit of an idea. So you both have education backgrounds, right? Julie is a teacher for years and a curriculum mapper. And Dustin, you have your education degree. And Yeah, my bachelor's degree was in fitness, but then I re- received my master's degree in education, curriculum, and instruction. So how did those things help you in developing curriculum for this reaching the one? Having Julie was a huge help, honestly. You know, again, I did my master's uh, a few years ago, but and so I'd be able to pull some of those things from it. But uh, Julie has a lot more experience in that. So having her as a partner through all this has been extremely helpful. And just to be able to have somebody to bounce ideas off of and work together as a team has been, yeah, it's just been really cool. It's been really fun to be able to do that. And like I said, we've had numerous discussions and it was a God thing of we were talking about everybody putting together some sort of training and, you know, just start talking about the vision 28 and we're like, well, that's perfect. Like let's build a curriculum around our vision 28. And so, yeah, Julie, anything to add? Well, I think the first thing is, you know, for how many years was I a teacher? 25, 30 years. And then being pulled out of that environment and then put back into a new environment thinking, so God, what are you doing with me here? Like, I don't work in a church office. Well, I do, but I mean, I don't know. What am I doing? And the fact that he would use some of my past experiences in this new setting, that to me was so encouraging that I saw how God could use something from my past and make it worthwhile for now and in the future. So I love that God revealed that to me. So I guess if you're out there thinking, you know, how do your past experiences help you move forward? There's always a connection. And so just being able to use that background in curriculum and in education to support what Dustin started, it's your content that you came up with. But that was exciting to partner with him and and to just build it out and scaffold it. I think that was where my brain went. Like, how can we scaffold this into sessions that make sense into bite-sized pieces? Yeah, let me just highlight that idea, you know, that uh, coming to where you are through different experiences. Mm -hmm. You know, God doesn't choose everything for us. He's in control of everything, but, you know, we can pick certain paths in our life. But as we go through those, God guides our experiences to use them. You know, I just think back through the years growing up, we moved quite frequently, and I lived in six different states. Well, that allowed me to get to know a lot of different people, and so I think that's helped me in church Mm -hmm. careers just to understand people are different. It helps me, you know, to be a little more open 
to meeting new people that I haven't met before. You know, so you talked about your classroom experience. Dustin, you know, as you've dealt with people in your life fitness experience, all those things God puts together and he can use them. And I think that's one of the things we all look at as we're looking at where God, do you, where do you want me to serve? Mm-hmm. You know, in the shape class that I do, it stands for spiritual gifts, heart or passion, abilities, personality, and experience. When I talk to folks about putting all those things together, God pieces us together so uniquely to be a part of his body. And, you know, sometimes you're the foot, sometimes you're the hand, sometimes you're the eye, but every part is important. So as you guys were doing that, Dustin, you had the basic idea. Julie, you kind of said you scaffolded it up and you then presented it together. Give us a little bit of a breakdown. How many sessions is this class? Let's get some nuts and bolts on it. Yeah, absolutely. So the first pilot we did, we did eight uh, one-hour sessions, or at least we tried to keep it to one hour, but sometimes we went a little bit over, and the group was great with that, but it was just because of such great discussion going on. But yeah, so we did eight one-hour sessions, and then the second pilot we did, we tried four evenings where we did two hours each. So it's eight hours, basically, total at this point. We're, again, kind of gathering all that feedback from the pilots of, like, is that too long? Do we need to make it shorter? Do we adjust? That type of thing. But um, at this point, it's kind of eight hours of content, which seems like a lot. But Julie was great in helping with that to make sure it's it's not just us up there talking for eight hours. There's videos, there's uh, discussion time, different activities throughout just to keep it engaging as best we can. And so that was kind of the idea of it. And we kind of split it up within those eight sessions. Part of it's, again, on the resilient faith. Part of it's on compelling community. Part of it's on the potential of each person. And then obviously reaching the one. And we just want to give some simple things to make it so it doesn't seem like, because it can be, when you think about, again, reaching the one or sharing the gospel, it can be very overwhelming. But we try to give some just very simple tools where people are like, oh, I can do that. And it's one of those things like, where it's like, if I can do it, I know anybody can do it. And so just trying to give people those simple tools of, hey, it's really all it comes down to is relationships. And here's how you can go about doing that. Yeah, and I think that's really the gist of the whole thing is, I mean, because you've been rattling off compelling community, resilient faith, you're rattling all these things off. But in essence, it's really just about keeping it simple and just building a relationship and sharing God's love. That's really what it boils down to. And I think that's what really shines in this whole curriculum is keeping it simple with lots of tools in your toolbox, but keeping it simple. And I think that awareness of you don't have to have the exact right words. You don't have to do this or do that. Just be who God has made you to be in the most simple way. Yeah, and we'll, we'll reference from time to time in there. We did a sermon series a while back called Joining Jesus. It was a book by Greg Finke, an LCMS pastor. And the idea, I'm kind of really simplifying this, but it's more than that. But really, I love the idea of what he gets at is Jesus is already at work. We're just joining in, right? And Jesus is the one that does the work, does the growing. We just have to be those willing messengers and be there, you know, be present for people. And so to Julie's point, like we try to make it very simple with steps of like, here's something that you can do to be able to to share the gospel. George was a huge help with all this. Pastor Adam, again, is kind of putting all this kind of content together over the years. But as we look at our world right now, we're kind of in a what we call like a post-Christian context where, you know, there's just a lot of people that are disengaged from church or never really even thought about church or really know truly who Jesus is. And so as we do that, we can do things here at church, but we also have to be able to go out and, and reach people. And so we just want to give people those simple tools to be able to say, this is how you can go out and reach people that may never come into our church building 
unless we go out and meet them where they're at. And so again, just trying to, to help people, encourage them and help give them confidence to be able to do that. Yeah, I think as you're talking about those things, sometimes Christians think that they've got to have all the different answers. You know, I've got to be able to do this. And we've got all kinds of different plans. You know, there was the Kennedy evangelism and then, you know, the Roman road and all those different approaches to evangelism. But ultimately, it boils down to just share your faith as it is to you. Be yourself, you know, because I think our world now has seen enough commercials and they know garbage when you throw it at them. They know a sales pitch. But if you're actually talking about something that means something to you, it comes out. People see your passion, you know, and so your passion is like, I just enjoy being a member of the body of Christ and just share that without having to go through all the details. Let the details come later on. Just witness your faith in just a simple, easy way. Now, we're going to spend the next couple weeks maybe breaking this down and talking about some of it, but some of the mechanics, did you find out for you as teachers, did you like the eight, one-hour or the four, two-hour session better as a teacher? Definitely we liked the one-hour sessions. It was just too rushed, too crammed in the two hour and I think I would prefer that Dustin do you agree yeah in an ideal situation you know obviously sometimes that's a little bit harder so it's yeah there's pros and cons to each but yeah I agree I think the eight one hour is the ideal situation but again trying to schedule eight one hour sessions is also there's difficult in that as well. Yeah. yeah, I think we see that in a lot of different things we offer. But I think colleges and schools struggle with that too. You know, it's hard to get people to commit to multiple numbers of days, but trying to jam all your information into a one long session gets to be, you know, so we play with that back and forth. So you would say the best thing would be maybe now one hour sessions for eight weeks, which would fit hint, 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 great into our Sunday morning Bible groups, which each quarter that we do, there's about eight weeks and it. We've got about an hour each Sunday. So that might be something that our listeners might look forward to in 2024 as the new year comes up that we might be offering this option as a Sunday morning Bible group. If somebody is just listening to this, what would you say would be the reason they should jump in? And if this was offered, go, hey, that's really what I want to do. What would be your sales pitch for taking this class? Now that I've gone through it a couple of times and have kind of been buried in the content, I think growing up, I don't know anything but being Lutheran. I was born, baptized. That's all I've known. And my world sometimes seems very small. And what I realized through this is just we can get into that pattern or that thinking of, well, my world's so small and I don't know anybody who doesn't know Jesus. And so who would be the one that I would reach? Like, I don't even know who I would reach out to. And I think this has helped me to realize that God has it all in front of me. I just need to open up the doors and be more aware. And so tools to help me be aware of who might be the one that he's asking me to reach and how to build the relationships, how to be like you said, George, it doesn't have to be fancy schmancy. It's just keeping it simple, keeping it real, and just start with a relationship. Don't just move into putting out all the nitty gritty. So I think if you're kind of in that mindset of like, my world is small, and how would I even begin? I think it's a really good resource. Dustin, what are you thinking? Yeah, I think it's just, again, giving some simple tools and some steps to be able to take for a person in their normal everyday life Mm -hmm. to be able to share their faith. Again, as as you said, George, it's not about having all the answers. We'll get deeper into some of this in the future podcast episodes, but it could be as simple as sharing how God has impacted you, you know, how Jesus has impacted your life and being able to share that 
And that can be a huge testimony to people. And it's not about necessarily like, oh, I've got to have this written out, like say it all exactly the right way. Like God's the one doing the work. And so you don't know how he's going to use some simple conversations you have. And I've shared in the pilot that sometimes I'm like, man, I said something exactly the right way. It was awesome. And I don't really see a whole lot from it. And then there's something that I feel like I botched and it's like, oh, God uses that. God works through our weakness. And so it's just being there, building relationships with people. And so I think it's just giving those simple tools. And what I've found is for people that are wanting to grow in their faith is taking that step. It's challenging, but it's so rewarding because what I've found is being able to implement these things in our foster care journey. Yes, trying to seek to bless others, but in turn, we've been so blessed through it. And I've grown so much in my faith. I tell people all the time, like, God grew me in ways I didn't even know I needed to grow. And so for people that are looking like, yeah, I really want to grow in my faith. I think this is a great opportunity to be able to learn some tools and some steps to be able to, to do that. You know, as you're talking through the a couple things popped up, and we're going to dig into these in the next couple of weeks, but, you know, I just think of the Bible verse about we've got this treasure in earthen vessels. You know, we're just weak vessels, and yet God in his power uses us and puts us in places. The other thing you said is it strengthens your faith. You know, there are times reaching the one could mean reaching somebody that's always been in the church but has never had that depth or relationship with Jesus, and you might be the person that can help them to make that next step. Or— maybe they're going to witness back to you. You know, they're going to bless you and you're going to have the opportunity while you think you're sharing your faith with them, they're really sharing their faith with you and it becomes a mutual thing. I think that's the in and out, the the two of the five by two. We as Christians need to be engaged with the world. We need to be engaged with each other. We have meaningful conversations. We're growing. We're sharing the gospel. People are coming to know Jesus. We are reaching the one. Mm. And so uh, we're about out of time. Uh, Any last words, Julie, Mm. Dustin? I think I'm good. Yeah, I think that was just a great point you had there, George, about it's just it's discipleship, right? Whether it's helping somebody grow in their faith, you know, that's been walking with Jesus for a long time or they don't know Jesus yet. And it's just it's part of that. You know, we we talk about that in the training as well of how to help move people along. And again, I want to make it very clear. We're not the one moving people along. It's God that's doing the growing. But again, we can just be those willing messengers and be there, but just walking alongside people as they do that. So whether it's somebody who's an unbeliever to believer, or it's somebody that's been a believer for a long time, and you learn and grow just as much as somebody else maybe is is you're trying to invest in. So I think that was a, a great point, George. We've talked about it here on the 5 by 2 before, but we are always to be lifelong disciples, lifelong learners, growing every day. We have never arrived until we're with Jesus in heaven. So with that in mind, we hope to see you next week. Yeah, thank you to everybody for listening. Thank you, Julie, for agreeing to Thanks join for us. asking me back. Somehow you keep coming back, so we thank you for doing that. But uh, to our listeners, thank you for continuing to listen. Now go out and serve God and others. 